When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Everybody, I have a new guest on the pod. I was actually on her podcast first and we became kind of Insta friends. So everybody, <laughs> please welcome to the pod, Diana Jebbia. Did I get it? Woo, yeah, I got it. <laughs> How's your week been? It's been good. Um, it's been a packed week, obviously, on Bravo. And then I actually was on Know That um, with Donnie and Quinn. I don't know why I, Do- I just did. I just did. I Donnie on earlier to talk about The Office. Isn't he a gem? Oh, he's everything. <laughs> OK, real quick. I like to mm-hmm. always I like to ask my guests this mm-hmm. top five favorite TV shows of all time. Ah, okay. <laughs> um, they can so be, they you can make it movies if that's easier for you. I feel like that isn't, but definitely. So, okay. Question. Can I group the housewives into one or are we doing specific? You can totally do, uh, it doesn't have to even be housewives. It could be of anything, but yes, you can group them all together. Absolutely. Well, yeah, my housewives is definitely up there because I am a Bravo fan. So I'm probably going to put that at one because that's just what I watch. Totally. Um, two, I'm going to do you on Netflix and Ooh. give it like a 180. Because that's, yeah, I love you. I get sucked into it. Like I'll binge it in two days. Easily. Oh yeah. Three gossip girl. Okay. Love gossip girl. I have um, the Prada Marfa sign when you come into my apartment. Oh my God. I love it. Okay. Yeah. Four. uh, I feel like this is going to be cheesy, but friends just because. Own it. Yeah, it's something everyone can watch. I mean, I know it can be polarizing. There are some people who are in the like friends is not funny camp, but that's not me. I love (laughs) friends. And maybe five will go with the nanny because I got drunk one time and sang the theme song in and out. (laughs) I could totally see you doing that. I could totally see you doing that. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm obsessed with that. Okay, love, 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 love. Okay, now um, top five favorite housewives. Okay, again, polarizing opinion. I love Dorit Kemsley. I'm going to put her maybe as one just because I always feel like even when she's screwing up, like I see myself in her. We talk a lot. We don't always say the right things. We're fashionable. So I'm going to put her as number one. Ah, number two, Tamara, Tamara Judge. 
Um, I think that she should come back to OC. I think that she would bring a lot, especially with Heather coming back. She's not afraid to speak her mind. Um, and she stirs the pot. And even when she's wrong, like we have to admire her for doing what we're all thinking, you know? I like Tamara too. Yeah. Um, number three, I'm going to say Candy because I feel like she's a really good staple on Atlanta. She's a strong businesswoman. Um, and I also like the way she inserts herself in the drama. Like she, she's not one that's like going to be like, wah, 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 if you know what I mean, but she like, she's strong when she, when she comes for someone, she's strong about it. And I really, really appreciate that about her. Gotta, gotta love her business skills too. She really is like unmatched. Oh my God. I know she has her hands in everything and it's just like, we stand. She's a good mom. Yes. She's a strong mom. I think her and Todd are meant to be. I love them. They are meant to be. My friend actually works for NBC Universal and sometimes they'll have like Bravo liberties like come on webinars and stuff. And she's like texting me the other day. She's like candy. And I'm like, oh my God, she looks, she's pretty on TV, but somehow she even looks prettier on a Zoom call. Like, how is that possible? I don't know because right now I look like a sock. Like Um, that. But yeah, she was glowing and I'm like, oh my God, I need her skin routine. I need her life routine. I think we forget too that these housewives, because almost anyone who's ever seen one of the housewives that's been on for a while. Yeah. They're like, they're glowing. They're gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I forget yeah. that like they are celebrities that so they are doing the facials. They're doing it all like they are money. Yeah. I need them to drop some of that money my way. Me uh, too. Um. Okay. I put my two more. Four? You have two more. I'm going to go with Ebony from New York and hear me out. I know she was a first season, um, you know, first time housewife and a lot of people didn't like her, but I really like what she brought to the show. I especially like her friendship with Leah. Um, I think this season would have been a lot better if Ramona was gone. Like, I just think it was a clash of the old and the new, like Sonia worked with it all, but I think Ramona's kind of, she hindered Ebony's first season. So I really would like to see New York come back with Ebony with Leah by Ramona, Sonia, maybe drop Lou to a friend again and get some more new blood on that cast. I think, um, what the hell is her name? Julia from my Orthodox life. I don't know if you watched that. No, but would she be good? She would be good. I think you should watch that. It's on Netflix. It's a great show. Okay. What is it about my Orthodox life? Or it's, yeah, my unorthodox life. Sorry, I screwed up the title. Um, So actually, Julia and her kids were orthodox Jews um, from, what is the name of the town? Monsey, New York, right? And then Julia left. Um, She owns this modeling agency. And it's interesting to see because she has, I think, five kids. And one daughter is like out of the orthodox life. Like she is embracing the new world. Another one is married. I don't want to spoil anything because there's some family drama going on, but on the show, she is married. Um, and sh- her husband, like she's starting to come out of the traditional Orthodox ways and her husband's like iffy about it, but she wants to stop wearing skirts. She wants to start wearing oh. pants. Yeah. She's got okay. two sons. One son is like really into the Orthodox ways, uh, still lives like with the father, like they split custody. So it's just interesting seeing, the dynamic, like there's still some traditional um, religious aspects that they value and then like them trying to find their way in a modern society. So it was really interesting. And she's it. from New York. 
So I, I really it. think she would fit in because she also embraces like her. One of her daughters is bisexual and she really embraces her and is like, go live your truth. So it would be interesting having that dynamic come into New York because I feel like we were trying to move into that direction with the show. But Ramona kind of put a stop <sighs> to that, you know? I've been done with Ramona for so long too. So I'm like, please goodbye already. Everyone what has to happen Rocco has been done with her. Yeah. I don't right? understand how she still has a place on that show. I, I agree. I agree. Okay. Last one. Ah, last one. Teresa Judice. Just nice. because she, she I am Jersey. an unapologetic Teresa supporter. Yeah. But here's the thing. I kind of find myself like Dolores. It's like, we'll let Teresa screw up and then we'll yank her aside in private and like squirt the water gun in her face and be like, no, bad. Like, don't do that. Um, so yeah, I, I just think like the table flipping moment, that's going to be iconic in Jersey history in housewives history forever. And Jersey could not go on without Teresa. And we've seen that when she went away. I mean, this woman went to jail yeah, and came back. I mean, God, the most gut-wrenching scene when she finally gets home and hugs mm-hmm. the girls. Oh my God. I died. Yeah. Do you remember the reunion before she went away? Yeah. And Andy and her had that moment. Oh my God. Yes. They like he, grabbed her he hand never or cries. He never yeah. cries. And he, yeah, they were like holding hands. Yeah. Oh, that was good. I think I posted I that like last year. I do too. I have chills too. It just <laughs> because Andy never gets emotional, which is pretty mm-hmm. like when he does, it's so rare. And to see you just see how much he really respected her. Yes. And it was kind of like one of his children was about to go away. And mm-hmm. Teresa was so the thing about Teresa, I actually am so jealous of Teresa's like lack of awareness sometimes. Yes. I'm like, I envy it. Like I would kill for a little less awareness and like uh, perspective because honestly mm-hmm. in her world, she's right. Mm-hmm. And I would, I would love that. I would love just to be like, I don't see what you're saying. I'm just right. And so she was totally like in denial about Joe Judice and who he really was because she just was like old school Italian about it. Mm-hmm. So when she had to go to jail, she didn't get angry. She didn't outwardly express how pissed off she was at Joe. She just did what she had to do. Yes. And it was gut wrenching to watch. Yes, I actually I met her at her book signing for um, turning the table. So this was after she went away. And I remember talking to her and you can tell like she's there, but there's like a tumbleweed in her brain sometimes. Um, But she was very like cool. We were talking. She did this chapter about forgiveness. So we were talking about that. And then she looks at me and she's like, go like this. You have lipstick in your teeth. And I was like, that's how you know you're a good friend, Teresa. I literally said that to her. I said, because we're strangers and you just told me I have lipstick on my teeth. Yeah, I, I, I under, I fully understand the Teresa stands. I do. I get it. I mean, if you don't respect Teresa, then you don't watch Jersey. Exactly. You remember when, remember when Netflix got it, was posted that Melissa was the most valuable housewife. Look at this. Okay. So this was, I don't remember the timeframe because like time doesn't exist for me and I have no concept of it, but uh-huh. so I don't know how long ago, but the account Queens of Bravo was tweeting back and forth with Netflix because Netflix posted or tweeted that Melissa Gorga was the most valuable housewife on Jersey. I think I found it. And it oh was absurd. It was like, <gasps> yeah. Wait. And then they posted about Lisa Barlow. I, I, it, it was bizarre. 
it was like, okay, I get, I get liking Melissa. That's fine. But to think that she's more valuable than Teresa. That's Mm -hmm. insane. Are you watching the show? Yeah, they shared the name of their favorite Real Housewives, and Melissa was New Jersey. Um, Yeah, some interesting ones. I mean, for Potomac, they put Karen, which is understandable. New York was Dorinda. I like Dorinda. Beverly Hills is Garcelle. I like Garcelle, but I don't know if she's number one. I wouldn't put her at number one. You kind of, I don't like giving number one to someone who's not been there long enough. Like you have to respect the people that have longevity on the show because that's a different thing. It's harder to be on a show for so long. It's kind of easy to come in and do a few seasons. Yeah. Atlanta, they put Portia Nini Ty, understandable. And then Jersey, they put Melissa. Right? No. Yeah. It was like, and then so Queens of Queens of Bravo went back and forth with them and was posting it on their Instagram. I'm sure they were posting it on Twitter too, but I, Twitter, I always get very overwhelmed with Twitter. Every time I go Mm -hmm. on Twitter, I'm like, how come I can't ever see the tweets? Like everyone's like aware of the tweets. And I'm like, I just get like weird CNN and like other people I don't care about in my feed. So I just wait till someone posts it on Instagram because that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like Twitter. Sorry, Twitter. It's irrelevant. It's exactly it's it's also really chaotic. Like when I see the like Mm -hmm. threads that happen, I'm like, okay, Twitter is like you're like going into a mosh pit when you go on Twitter and deal with a comment thread. It's already it can already get tough enough and wild enough on Instagram. Twitter is like another level. Oh, yeah, they're they're chaotic energy. And don't even get me started on Reddit. Those those comment threads are no intense. I agree. And it's funny you say that because I actually, when I had Ryan Bailey on my show, we were talking about this. Like a lot of the Bravo accounts who don't do their homework and just post whatever. It's like, no, I would rather be late to the party and correct than early to the party and wrong. Like you, we have a platform. I hate being like, we have a platform, but like we kind of do no matter how many followers you have. And it's our responsibility to do our due diligence. Sorry. um, This is my Ted talk. It's our responsibility to do our due diligence and research before putting false information out there. Like look at someone spread rumors that Lindsay was pregnant. Oh, I know who did that. I do too. I, it's just like, oh, like, like, a, like, you and let Lindsay them share commented. It's mm-hmm. long comment saying, This is so, it's all of it was she, first, it was that Carl and Lindsay were about to break up in winter. Yeah. Uh, at, like around Christmas time. And then she found out she was pregnant. So they stayed together. That is a huge statement. Yes. Yes, I agree. I, I like applaud her for standing up for that. Cause like some most celebrities, reality stars, whatever, like when the rumors come around, they just stay silent. But like, that's a situation where you should speak up. And it took a lot for her to do that. And especially like with the miscarriage she had. Yeah. So like Bravo Hobbs. Always, always. Yeah. Um, let's actually, let's use this as a nice segue to get into summer house. Um, <laughs> uh, right. Um, how are you feeling about this season so far? Okay, so I feel like we started on a really strong note, like with the Kyle and Amanda of it all, which I think we did talk about when you were on my show. Um, Yeah, we did. Yeah, it started on such a strong note. And then it's kind of getting to like watching them fight every episode. It's like now very painful, painful. It's It's dark. It's dark. It's just because it doesn't feel like it's just this one issue with Kyle being a drunk. It's like, Oh wait, you guys, this is like layers and layers of, do you even like each other? 
Yeah. Well, I was talking about on the most recent episode of my podcast this week, I always rooted for Amanda. Um, every, ever since season one, I was like, she's the only level-headed one. She's the only normal one. And I feel like this episode undid years and years of that because now, like you said, it's not only Kyle's drinking, it's Amanda's mothering her partner, you know, and not in a good nurturing way, like wagging her finger at him and like, don't do this and don't say this. Everything like he just, like he was, he would just like the scene that really stuck out wasn't the one where she because the, the way she was saying his name was like haunting and like tr- it was awful it was horrible <laughs> yeah. but they uh they had gotten drunk one night i think it's their first night at the house that weekend and she's literally telling kyle to follow her even like they get into the bedroom and she's like kyle 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 and she's laying in the bed she's like come on kyle come on and he's just standing like over by the vanity or something and she's like kyle yeah. what are you doing Kyle, I'm like, let the man do something. Yeah. I, I, like he's, he can't even stand around without you thinking he's doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. It was brutal. It really became clear that, um, because if you decide to stay with someone after they cheat, you have to know that what you're saying is I forgive and I am moving on. You can't mm-hmm. hold it over their head the whole time. Cause that's not a relate. That's not a good relationship. Just break up then no. if you think you'll never yeah. get over it. You know what I mean? And I have learned about me. Um, well, I guess this was a long time ago because when I was in my twenties, here's a fun story. When I was in my twenties, I had a boyfriend who went away. I think we'd been together for like a year and a half or something maybe. Yeah. And he went away uh, to a wedding and he, he pocket dialed me while he was having sex with someone else. No, that's like Grey's Anatomy. I don't even know how, because like, like this is back in the day. This is before, like to turn a phone, like to unlock a phone wasn't like now, or it could have been like a face ID or something. It was like, in, yeah. And so I listened to them having sex. Uh-huh. And so what I learned from that was if I get cheated on, I cannot forgive. And so yeah. my, at the time, my therapist was like, what you, you're going to learn either that you can forgive and move on or you can't. And so, you know, going into your next relationship now, I don't really believe in monogamy. So I don't think it would be as big of an issue for me. It's different mm-hmm. now. I've been through yeah. a long-term relationship. I've seen a lot more, um, but Amanda clearly cannot forgive and, and move on from it. She still holds it against him and is not able to let it go, which I feel for her because that must be a painful place to live in all the time. But so what she's man, what what it's turned into is then her needing him like physically by her side. Mm -hmm. But then she also like resents and hates him. Yeah. It's not a good look. It's also not a good, like you said, a place to be in. It's painful. I've been there. Like my ex of seven years, like I hated him and Mm -hmm. I, and I should have left, but I didn't know to leave because it's a it's an easy like codependent mentality to get in and so if if i'm looking at at a relationship going oh i can relate it's a bad relationship because i've only had bad ones and so if i can relate because of personal experience it's not good yeah we definitely we touched on that too when you were on my show and it's funny because i was just talking to someone recently um about a situationship i had been in in 
a uh, situation ship. Yeah, because he didn't want to call it. It was a whole thing. Um, oh, I get like, it. Whatever. If you're Been treating me like where? a girlfriend, then like put a label on it. If not, like let's move on. Um, but yeah, so we it was end of 2021, and I had I was telling them that like or my friend rather that I know I have grown because I was no longer tolerating what I call the Jekyll and Hyde personality. So the too long didn't read of that is like. Amanda needs to look inside and say like, Hey, am I going to tolerate this and move forward? Or, um, is it time for me to to call it quits to turn off the lights and move on? You know? And I think she's too afraid. I, we, I know we talked about this. I think she's like, well, then what do we do if we break up? What do I do if I break up? Because it's Kyle's show more than it's Mm -hmm. her show. And a lot of the time in this last episode, I noticed that Amanda would be like, Kyle, Kyle, Kyle. And then when Kyle would be like, oh my God, you're driving me crazy. She'd be like, fine, never mind." And then she would go hang out with the girls by herself. And I noticed that like, I think about other seasons and she often would go hang out with like Amanda, I mean, um, Paige and Hannah Mm -hmm. and, and like want to be single and like hanging with them on that level. But she knew she had Kyle. So I feel like she kind of wants to be in this world, but no longer knows how to say goodbye to Kai. Like, would she have to leave the show if they broke up? Right. I think so. Yeah. I don't know if there's any good way of handling that because it's not like a hookup situation. Like it's not like a Carlin page where it was like a one and done. And now they're friends again. Like that's years and years of history and engagement, a house or whatever, you know, like a wedding now. Like, yeah, no, oh my God, wait, wouldn't it be amazing though, if like they did get divorced, but they kept Amanda (laughs) in the house just so we could like (laughs) see that dynamic. Oh my God. Someone comes to the house with divorce papers. (laughs) Oh my God. Wait, <laughs> I'm, I'm, actually, I'm actually up for that. Like, I know, I know that sounds horrible, but like I divorce is eminent at this point for them. And that's not a bad thing. Divorce is so damn common. It yeah. just, they probably, there's no way they wouldn't have felt pressured to go through with that wedding. It was going to be filmed. It was going to be the finale of that season. Like not only are you going to get married, you have all this money spent, but it's also part of filming. Like the production is probably helping pay a little bit of money mm-hmm. towards it. For sure. So, but now that they're married, like I'm up for a divorce. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Let's go to Bravo and pitch it. Guys, I know we're wondering idea. what direction to take this. <laughs> Hear me out. <laughs> he got an idea for you. Hear me out. Let's make them go through the most painful thing ever, but make them wait till summer. <laughs> go through the divorce and then we'll see what unfolds. It's like in Orange County years ago when Lynn's Curtin, Lynn Curtin's kids got the eviction notice. Well, now <laughs> it's divorce papers. We could bring him back to reprise his role. He's probably going to get certified in New York, but that's okay. We'll pay for it. I think we're on to something here. <laughs> I love because this then, for us. Because then we'd have to see like what's going to happen with the friend group. Like how does mm. the friend group navigate it? Like the friend divorce. The friend, because that's always a thing, you know, when you have a group mm. of friends. So like... Carl would go, Carl, Lindsay, and Danielle would all be on Kyle's side. Yeah. And, and Paige and that crew would obviously stay with Amanda. And so what an interesting house dynamic. (laughs) My God, I love it. And then the first time they bring someone else home, like, 
Ooh, explosion. I feel like, and this sounds horrible. I feel like Kyle would be like, that's fine. I feel like Kyle would be like, oh my God, yes. Have fun, do whatever you want to do. Kyle is like running out of steam at this point. Kyle is like not even, and never, he never really was, but he's not even sexual anymore, in my opinion. Yeah. He's just like a drunk guy. He only knows like two speeds, like sober and annoyed with Amanda and then drunk and annoyed with Amanda. Yes. It's interesting. So I know I told you about like my relationship coach who I've had on my podcast. She DM'd me when I had posted about Kyle and Amanda and she's like, Kyle's an addict. And it's interesting because like when we think alcoholics or when most people think alcoholics, you think someone who wakes up and like reaches for the bottle. And that's definitely a valid stage of alcoholism. But there's also the stage of like not knowing when to stop that we don't learn about in school or we don't learn about in life. And it's, I mean, I don't want to put a label or a diagnosis on anyone else, but like, yeah, he's seeming kind of like an addict if that, if he only has those two speeds, like you said. And, well, it's true because if he knows Amanda absolutely hates when he drinks, clearly, like she hates it. She's counting yeah. his drinks. She's doing, been there counting. Oh, she's like, that's three. And he's like, oh my God, leave me alone. If he's going to maintain that he has to be able to drink in this relationship, that's a problem because alcohol should be something that you have no problem saying, okay, fine. I don't care. I can take it or leave it. It shouldn't be something that you need. This Mm -hmm. group is a little hard to do that with because this group really relies like Danielle even says after she's done talking to Kyle, and she's like, I'd say, let's do a shot. But uh, and I was like, see, that's the problem is that you guys yeah. are all really used to functioning on a lot of alcohol. And and how the hell do they all wake up the next day a little hungover? Some of them are working out. They're yeah. like going to the beach and like the amount of alcohol you guys consumed. I would be bedridden. Could never be me. Could, Could never. never. <laughs> like when even when they're just going to the beach, I'm like, oh, my God, I have a headache just thinking about like getting in a car and driving, yeah. I would be like, I would just be in my bed smoking weed and watching Netflix. I'd be like, film this because this is all you're getting today. Literally, I went on a date with a guy a few weeks ago. This was like a week before my 30th birthday. So like the 30 hangovers had already hit. Let's be real. Um, And some guy next to us bought us shots. The next morning, I needed like an out of order sign on my neck. Like nothing was happening. Like headache. Like, you know, that ick you get in Ugh. your throat. The shots, shots are, shots are the worst thing because what happens when you're drinking is you've already got a buzz because you're, let's say you're sipping on a cocktail. Let's say you've got Mm -hmm. your cocktail of the night. Let's let's pretend it's a vodka soda just to make it easy. So you're sipping on, then someone says, let's do a shot in a shot. A shot is a whole cocktail, but you take it so fast. And as soon as you get over like the, oh, that was disgusting. Oh, as soon as you get over that, you're feeling the effects and you're mm-hmm. like, but that was good. We did it. And I'm already feeling a little buzz. You're not factoring that you just drank an entire cocktail, basically, because you just did yeah. a shot. So as soon as you do one, it makes it so easy to do two. And as soon as you do two, you're fucking wasted and you're doing as many as you feel like. Yeah. Remember when Jax took like seven in a row? Uh, oh god seven like friends oh god <laughs> no in the trailer for next week we do see that craig is going to just be a total douche um i need to i need to understand how this eventually turns into a good relationship because everyone who goes on watch what happens live says that they think craig and uh Paige are a great couple even even Lindsay and danielle so i'm like 
please tell me we're going to see some sort of redemption here because all we're seeing so far is this like controlling guy who still wants to go play the field, double standards, yeah. right? Unpopular opinion. I think none of the summer house couples work. And that includes Lindsay and Carl. Like what? Yes. You explain yourself now. Here's my thing in order for relate. So they, they tried it once and it didn't work right in order for a relationship to work. Both parties need to do the inner work. Now, Carl has done that. I think Lindsay might be on her way, but we know this girl loves a party. She's got her timeline. Like, I just don't see her sitting with a notebook, doing the inner work, doing the thought work that Carl has for this to turn around. I think right now it's pretty on paper. I'm seeing a lot of repeat habits that she had with Everett. Uh, In, In the current relationship, you see that with Carl? Like yeah, what? like just like I love you, babe. And like, it just it just does not read as like, like, you know, when she first was with Everett and it was like, he's my best friend and we're doing like, I'm just seeing that again. OK, Um, she could prove me wrong. Listen, I hope she does prove me wrong. But like right now, as someone who like is going, here's my work notebook, who is doing the work and applying herself like I just don't see Lindsay doing that same thing. OK, no. OK. Yeah. Um, so, and okay, then that, okay. Makes sense. I get that. Yeah. Um, th- we also see the girls talking to Amanda about how she feels about everything. Yeah. Um, I, <sighs> what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> what are your thoughts on that? Cause I need to kind of gather mine. I feel like it's what we spoke about, like, you know, when you see your friend messing up and making mistakes and whatever. And at some point you just got to throw your hands up and be like, I like go F your life up, fam. You know, like that's just where I'm at with all of it. Oh, I, it's like and then Kyle's going to walk out and be like, what are you guys talking about? I'm like, oh, God, oh, God, because it's beyond as simple as are you happy or not? It's like, mm-hmm. it's like, let's talk business, guys. Okay, you have Loverboy, you have the show, uh, mm-hmm. and then you have just the brand of you two as a couple, period, which is like how you guys have a platform is like being together. Um, it's beyond just being happy. They are like a working relationship now. Um, but I yeah. feel like Kyle, Kyle gets the brunt of even Bravo, like Andy, Andy loves to drag Kyle. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like it's kind of unfair that it's like poor little innocent, sweet Amanda is the energy I'm getting. And I just want it to be a little bit more at leveled out because yeah. even Lindsay and Danielle have tried to talk about how Amanda in like the very beginning, I want to say season three or four, maybe season three. Um, yeah. Season three, it was Paige. That's Paige and Hannah's first season, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, they were like gingerly touching on Amanda, maybe not being the best for Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we, we don't really like Bravo doesn't want to go there. They really want to make Kyle the bad guy in that right. relationship. I think we're finally going to maybe get a better edit for Kyle this season because they really they let they let us they let Amanda have it. It's so easy to label Kyle as uh-huh. the bad guy. It just is. But here's the thing. If Amanda and Kyle were to sit down and cut their losses. This could work. Like, I feel like I got a pen in my hand. I'm ready to like write a diagram. Like you could still, you know what? Amicable split. You still have the show. We come in with the divorce papers. Like we said, love a boy. You go to, she, she has a very active role in the business. You go to a, she's a, a vital part of it. Boom. There we go. Yeah. I agree. 
Let's make it like, happen, completely baby. transactional, completely like cut the losses. You move on. You move on. Everyone's happy. We as viewers don't have to sit through this bullshit because it is painful. It is like it's yeah. even fun to watch because, of course, like we all were. I, I know what Bravo does. They do it on purpose. They gave us the one episode of Kyle just being a total asshole. And then they're like, just you wait. And then we're like, yeah. now we get this. So now we're just like, so we don't like any of we don't like either of them together. But yet we're going to still watch them get married. Ah, I know Dark. it's like Jackson, Brittany, but like Jackson, Brittany was bad in other ways, but they somehow pulled it together. Like somehow this is worse than them. Right. Yeah. That's a really good point. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. It is worse than Jackson, Brittany, because because Brittany was like willing to stay in denial and pretend yes. like it was all like she just loved him. And she really did a she really did a convincing job of telling us she was still in love with Jax. We don't know why she just was. Yeah. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, well, you know, you know what you're getting into as we're with Amanda. She's still, she's willing to go talk shit about Kyle with her girlfriends as where Brittany was like, no guys, that's my fiance. We're not going to talk about that. Uh, so you can see Amanda kind of basically saying, I want out of this relationship and Kyle. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They're done. They're phoning it in. They are phoning it in. We need to let them know that it's going to be okay. If you guys split next season, <laughs> we next to- season divorce. Wait, we'll make a video on Twitter. Kyle and Amanda, if I was your couples therapist, I would tell you it's okay to get a divorce. And you can have that plan. You out. You're like, okay, here's this thing. So I mapped it out. You guys could both have the show still. Yeah. Amanda, you know what I mean? Like what we just need to let them know it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. We just need to let yeah, them know. it's fine. It's right. It's fine. <laughs> uh, okay, let's move into Salt Lake City. Cool. The finale. What were your yeah. thoughts on the finale? Um, So I spoke about this with Quinn and Donnie, like it was mediocre up until the very last uh, scene, you know, with the party and the Jenny throwing the glass of it all. Like it went from like, if it was a heart monitor, it was like flat, 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 like spike. Like we we took the, the pads and we shocked it back into life. Like, I don't know. It was a crazy season. And I know the future of the franchise might be up in the air with the whole Jen Try, like this next season might be the last good season we have of Salt Lake City. But yeah, as far as finales go, I don't know. It was just boring until it wasn't. Yeah, it was. I think what we really see in Salt Lake City, which was actually making me kind of mad, um, is they do these forced friendship moments where like these people yes. don't clearly like each other at all, but then production must come in and say, we need to make it look like you guys do like each other. And so at some point, and this happens on all franchises, they have that like roundup moment where they make all the cast like stand next to each other so they can get it in frame. And they are yeah. like, so well, I guess it's been a, it's been a ride, right guys. And they like kind of look around and it's literally staged for camera. So they did that, but we had just been in Zion where they were ripping each other apart. And Lisa Barlow, who I do love because she's so problematic. She goes, guys, I just want us all to be friends. Can we be friends? And then they like Whitney's like, yes. And they hug in a group. I'm like, what is happening? Because literally one second later, they're in a huge fight because Jen's like, wait, Meredith, are we friends? And it just sets off Meredith. It's like, I need Meredith to be maybe less, not maybe, I need her to be less um, 
careful because she's so careful about what she says on camera. Yeah, she self-produces big time. And then and then like in the car on the way there when Seth's like, are you excited to see everyone? And she's like, well, if everyone's nice. Yeah, and I'm like, that's not a good answer. Like, I yeah. know what you're because what she's saying is if if they don't bring up my shit, I won't get mad. But if they bring up my shit, I'm going to get mad. I, I I just want more from her because yeah. then I'm seeing I'm seeing uh, clips of them filming this new season and they're like all friends and I'm like yeah. but you're not you like know how they should have ended this episode okay ready I'm gonna go back into producer mode 80s theme party and you're like Lisa let's all be friends yeah and they hug each other and they high five and then it freezes like Saved by the Bell and then it plays a guitar like and then the credits roll that's it because they had an 80s theme party and it just works. You're they really missed that opportunity there. I know. Like they really on. missed an opportunity there. Because honestly, Meredith's freak out, which they whenever they use something in the trailer, I'm such a sucker. I'm like, I can't wait yes. to see that play out. So we're like, who's Meredith talking about when she says, I'll talk about who everyone dated that no one knows about or whatever. Sound just like her. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, we're going to get this huge bomb. But instead she says that line and then in her stupid confessional, she's like, I've absolutely been sent things about what, the, who they're dating. And I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. Yet you don't talk about it. Yeah. It's so, like all or nothing, babe. Come yeah. On. Because like no other franchise does this where they say and allude to things that they're not going to talk about more more than any other franchise. They don't do it. They don't even talk. Like if it's Beverly Hills, they don't even mention it. They're like, I don't no comment, but we keep getting like Heather saying about, she's like, I think that Meredith miss, um, uh, she underestimates how much Lisa Barlow's protecting her because Jen knows a lot about Meredith that she's not saying. So we're like, what the fuck does she know? Yeah. Yet they won't tell us. So right. like it's been kind of an exhausting season of them like trying to trying to talk about things but being being too afraid to say more. I will say that as as annoying as Whitney can be, her drunk trying to get to oh the bottom God. of things is really funny. Cuz yes. she's so off. Oh yeah. She's like the That's dumb kind detective. Of her brand now, you know, yes. she did that last season at Coach Shaw's Top Golf Extravaganza, and now she's doing it here. So honestly, like, we need it. <laughs> we do. We need. We. She's and because she's like, she thinks she's onto something, but she's like onto the yeah. wrong thing. Um. Even mm-hmm. and Heather's trying to stir the pot. I don't know. Like I. I the Jenny, what maybe because of what we know now, but even still, watching Jenny come for Mary like that was like. Dude, chill out. She wasn't even yeah, talking so to you. question for you. Like, knowing what we know about Jenny with the post, and I did put this in my story, um, and a lot of people were like, I don't see it. But anyway, knowing what we know about Jenny with her uh, problematic post, her racist post, do you think now that her target towards Mary was, like, more hate-filled than, like, having a personal problem with her? You know, I... Yes, I think she had mm-hmm. a predisposition against black people in general. And yes. then Mary didn't make it any better because yeah. then Mary came along and said racially inappropriate things. Yes. And so then it was like the, the last person Jenny wanted to hear anything like that from. Mm-hmm. Um, but cause like I went back and rewatched it. So like, first of all, Whitney, Whitney is like forcing Mary into this scene. She yes. walks up to Mary. Mary says, Oh, pray for me. 
And she, I mean, I'm sorry. Mary was actually hilarious here because she's yes. like, you're not right. I can smell it on your breath. Oh, yes. She goes, Whitney. Like she was just straight up annoyed, like a mom annoyed with a kid. Mm-hmm. And, but Whitney just wanted that camera moment. She's like, please just come over here. I have a beautiful set set up for us on camera. It's already, yeah. it's already in frame. And she pulls Mary just to say, I'm really sorry about talking about your cult. And I'm like, huh? You, your whole season was kind of talking about this. And now you're saying sorry for talking about it as if that's going to go like yeah. that. But you just wanted it on camera because you're hoping they would use it like this would sort of, I don't know, justify what you did. I don't know. But Jenny wasn't involved in the conversation. She was just listening right. into the conversation, which might have been produced. My producers might have said everyone get involved. But then when Mary said, I'm a kind person, that sets off Jenny like, oh, you're kind. Yeah. And Mary immediately is like, oh, oh, she's getting hood, which was funny because at that point I was like, Jenny, what are you doing? Yeah. And then that's all Jenny needed. But watching Jenny, it was like her anger issues came out mm-hmm. because she, she like she couldn't like she Mary just wanted to get away from her and she kept following her. And I'm like, mm-hmm. how is no one stopping this? And in fact, Heather even was like, keep it going. She, yeah. I, yeah. She, right before Jenny threw it, Heather was like, you don't, don't, don't let up. I'm like, none yeah. of you guys think this is really out of line. This felt, this the, feels really angry. The whole beauty of the scene. And Quinn actually was talking about this is that Mary was not giving Jenny the satisfaction that she bought. Like she wouldn't even engage to use a Meredith term. She like, Jenny was like going at it and Mary's just like, all right, like walking away, walking away, not even paying attention, which fired Jenny up even more. It was like the perfect way to antagonize her without wanting to antagonize her. Like yes, she really 100%. did. She did what I was actually really impressed that Mary was mm-hmm. like, I'm just not like where she goes. I didn't sign up for you. Yeah. And I was like, she did not Like you're losing your mind right now, Jenny. And that's the um, last we get of Mary, which is crazy. She's she's walking down the stairs. She's like, there's a crazy person on the loose or whatever. Yeah. she said. Yeah. And then she's <laughs> like, where did I park my car? Which is like totally a me moment. Like, forget it. Like, it's just so funny. Like, I not that I like Mary because I don't like Mary, but it would be funny if we got a spinoff like Mary's world. And it's just her being erratic. Can you imagine like the poor producers on that show? They would be like, it's the most difficult show to put together. Yeah. They had to like corral Mary and her people. Um, oh my God. Forget it. So Mary leaves, which I, you know, that was so problematic and uncomfortable. When Jen asks Meredith, like, are we friends? This Meredith's answer is so bizarre. I can't give you the proper support because I am still dealing with my own pain and trauma. Well, you've been dealing with it for the whole season. Like mm-hmm. she's apologized to Brooks. I'm not a Jen stand by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah. I actually don't enjoy her big freakouts, but I can Same. also Jen can be funny sometimes. But I am confused by Meredith still holding on to this. I'm like, what else do you need from Jen? Because the mark of a good housewife is the ability to move on mm-hmm. and keep it moving and keep it flowing for even, you know, and Meredith kind of can't do that. She like hates them, doesn't want to film with them, but still wants to be a housewife. I think with Jen, um, it's like the private investigator of it all. You know what I mean? Like, I think she just doesn't want to be wrapped up in Jen's shit um, and doesn't want to say like, 
hey, you, well, for the sake of legal legality, like you allegedly scanned all these people and I don't want any part of it. Oh, that's what she's saying. I think so. I think she just doesn't want to be wrapped up with Jen. It's just not a good look. She's like, the less camera time we get together, the better. Yeah. Okay, that that makes sense, actually. But she can't say that. I like that Mm -hmm. theory. That that actually makes more sense because her pain and trauma bit. I'm like, move it along. But you're right. She may be like, I don't you're about to be in a lot of trouble legally and I don't want to be there. Yeah. Heather, though, Heather and Whitney's mission was to get Jen and Meredith to admit that they both hooked up with the same guy. I know it's like their mission. First, Whitney tries it with Jen and then Heather in this moment, she's like, be clear about what the 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 drama is about. It became it became too close for comfort. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like and then that's when Meredith loses it. She's like, what else do you want from me? And I'm like, "Okay, here we go. Like we want you to actually like bring something to the table. Meredith, earn your paycheck, babe. You can't hate (laughs) everybody on the cast. And yes. expect to and she's not going to who's she even going to film with, which is why it's so weird seeing them all filming together. I had to like mm. triple take. I'm like, that is Meredith Meredith laughing with Lisa. Yes. And which, that's why I say that next season of the show might be the last satisfying season that we get, because mm-hmm. think about it. We don't have Mary anymore. Right. Meredith doesn't want to film with anyone. She's got no allies. Lisa pretty much has no allies left. For all intents and purposes, Jen's probably going away for a very long time. And that leaves us with Heather and Whitney, which could be entertaining, but it's not a housewife show. Yeah, it's like and I think Whitney's only really good when she's trying to get to the bottom of something, but doing it the wrong way. Agree. Like she's good when she's in that mode. But like, I don't ever need to see Whitney have sex with Justin ever again. When that was in the trailer. I was mad. Like when I saw mm-hmm. them include the slap in the trailer, he's I'm like, nope, uh, uh-uh, please no more. Because I just feel so bad yeah. for the camera guy. I'm like, there's people filming this. They're just like yeah. in the room with and the camera. And nobody got like, laid that night. No. And no, her room was I, covered I, I did a in on this. <laughs> yeah. They're so they're all mic'd up, right? Like, think about what goes into filming a show. There's lights up, okay? There's a camera crew. They're all mic'd up. So after you're slapping ass topless, now you got to reach into her thong, de-mic, go into his boxers, de-mic, pack up the lights, pack up the boom mic. Everyone's leaving. Bye, Harry. What time's lunch tomorrow? See you at set. You think you're going to get down after that? You're not. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's like, yeah, it's like we all know this is just for cameras. So stop doing it. Yeah. I hate those scenes. Like when Michael, when Michael Darby and Ashley Darby have those scenes, I am so mad. I'm like, you guys, this is not fair. This is traumatizing. Okay. I'm going to sue for trauma. Exactly. Bravo. It could be done so much classier. Like you're on a date and there's champagne. Check, please. Okay. Dot, dot, dot. We know what happens next. Thank you. We, we get it. We yeah. get it. We don't we we let us imagine this as opposed to showing us this. Yeah. Oh, God. Nope. <laughs> um, so going into the reunion, it's mm-hmm. a little it's a little odd because we know that Jenny's going to be there. And it's really weird watching a reunion, knowing that anything that anything that woman says doesn't matter because she's gone anyway. Yeah. So I really hope because they didn't do a lot this episode. I hope they kind of just edit her down. Like, we don't need to she didn't even get lot. a title card. Like, yeah. Can we just done. let's just like 
minor stuff. We don't need to yeah. see a lot from her. Please, don't even give her a package. Just like keep it. And, moving. Uh, yeah. And her main beef wasn't at the reunion anyway. So like, what is she going to talk about? Yeah. So I just hope we don't get a lot of her. Um, yeah. Where are you landing on? Was Lisa Barlow purposely saying that mic'd up or was it purely like just in the moment? A little bit of both. I know I'm, my Libra rising is showing. I always lean towards the middle. I think. <laughs> but I think she really did. Ha- you know, when you maybe this isn't the healthiest thing and I'm trying to be better about it. But, you know, when you're mad at someone and you're just like this fucking bitch and like yeah. you're in the moment and you say all these things like I think she was really in that space and she knew there was a mic on her ass. However, the weight of that mic being there did not hit her until she took it off and threw it. You know what I mean? It didn't sink in. I I kind of agree, too, because she she, no cameras were around. They were all outside filming it. And so, like, you see the one camera guy running to try to get to try to get footage of it. It's like all like he's like, "Ah!" I love when they show that, (laughs) too. It's all and then like it's all, you know, subtitled because she really wasn't on camera. Yes. And so she went into like the room that clearly no one was filming in because that was like where production was set up and Mm -hmm. she. I can see her just being like, I'm fucking done. Like I'm quitting. I'm off the show. I'm, I'm demiking. I'm over it. Um, and I do actually believe that it was a boom mic that caught it because if it yes. had been her mic, we would have heard it much clearer. And it also would have been mm-hmm. like, 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 like yes. doing like that stuff because she would have been taking mm-hmm. it off. Um, but I do like that we get a hot mic moment about a hot mic moment at the reunion. <laughs> it's so meta. It's so meta. <laughs> it's so, so, so meta. Um, where are you landing on Heather and her like memorial service to her dad and all that? Have you heard that this was all purely for camera? Have you heard yeah, all that? So I was actually talking about this with Donnie and Quinn. It's like it is for camera. And what I was saying to them is that I wish that we had like the Leah Remini leaving Scientology moment with Heather. Like when this show first came out and we're like, and someone left Mormonism. I'm like, oh, this is so cool to watch. But it didn't turn out that way. It turns into more of a storyline. And it's like in one breath, she's like, it is a really great religion. I'm just not part of it anymore. So it's like, well, are we exposing? Are we not exposed? Like what's up here? You know, I agree. She's it's like she's really, really driving the point home that um, she's the bad Mormon, but she just can't be herself if she's Mormon and she just wants to be herself. And that's, that's her storyline this season, even more so than it was last season. And so I got some insider info that the scene with her sister, her sister did not know that was going to be filmed. She thought, which you can even tell, like she's not camera ready. She's like ready to go to lunch with her sister, but not camera ready. Yes. And production had to keep stepping in to guide the conversation the way they wanted it to, because Heather's thing was she left because she couldn't identify with Mormonism. Right. And Heather apparently has just been a very bad sister to this. Like it was a much darker conversation that they were having about how Heather has been not supportive. And even though it wasn't about Mormonism, it's just like in general period, she wasn't. So production would step in and be like, talk more about how you left due to the Mormon faith. Like they really were like, so when, when they talked about doing the, um, 
celebration of life or whatever they call it. They call it that, right? Celebration. Yeah, of life, yeah, yeah. What they call it. Yeah. Um, the sister was like, "Yeah, we'll do it," but they didn't want it to be filmed, and so they actually had a ceremony. Uh, they had a celebration of life totally off camera that Heather didn't attend. But then when Heather goes on camera, she's like, they just didn't want to do anything for my dad. Um, and she kind of alludes to she's like, they might have done something without me. But she really made it seem like there was no. There was nothing. And like, it was Gross. odd that her mom showed up in the middle of it. Like, what the mm-hmm. fuck was that? It was so yeah. bizarre. I was like, maybe she was thinking about doing it and then she saw cameras and changed her mind. I don't know. It was very bizarre, but it's a very um, manufactured for the camera situation. It's not totally off base, but it's mm-hmm. definitely like she's like, this is my thing. My thing yes. is that I'm not a Mormon anymore. Um, I also clocked when her brother was like, I really wish you had called me when I wrote you that letter. Yeah, I was like, I'm confused by her brother. Me too. Because I, I'm i like, is he in the religion? Is he not in the religion? And if he's not, why is his mom talking to him but not Heather? I'm very confused. I agree. I feel like she, Heather wants us to see a specific side of her family stuff, but not mm-hmm. the rest of it. Like we're just yeah. we're like at the tip of the iceberg, but I want what's underneath it. I want to know. I want all of it because right now there's just so many holes in it. Um, this, this is the problem with Salt Lake City is it is the most manufactured for television that we get from any of the other franchises. Mm-hmm. They, they, they took a bunch of people that were definitely not really friends. Like Heather and Jen were deaf, were friends for sure. Yeah. Um, Heather and Whitney were close. Um, Meredith and Lisa, I think they kind of hype up their friendship more than it was. I think they were more party acquaintances yes. that saw each other around and just kind of knew, you know, they were like, Hey, you're cute and I'm cute. Like whatever, but nothing like deeper than that. Yeah. Um, and then Mary. <laughs> <laughs> There's Mary. <laughs> There's, and they always use like comedic music for Mary. Like when they show her just getting to the party, they show her like looking around. Yeah. And being like, why don't I know anyone? But they they want the show to continue. So they kind of like force them into these dynamics that just don't fit quite. Yeah. Right. You know, a hundred percent. So like you said, I think we might get a good season out of this next season because we're going to get Jen going to court. Yes. Which that's going to be the highlight. Can you like this woman is agreeing to film while she's in an active trial? The whole thing, like, I think she does not understand the severity of the situation. And even Andy brings that up in the reunion. Like, you know how we spoke earlier about Teresa and like being blissfully unaware of like, you know, but she knew like she knew she probably handled it with Joe off the camera and she accepted like, all right, this is my fate. They pled guilty. They were smart about it. Jen is like fighting her innocence. And I think it's just pride in the worst way. Like she's now like, I am this star. I don't want my image to be bad. It's kind of what we need to do with Kyle and Amanda and sit down and talk and like, Hey, it's okay to divorce. It's like, Hey, it's okay to accept the plea deal because you have a family you might not ever see in your life again. You know, I mean, unless it's a visitation room. Like this woman is going to what do a confessional look post court you know what I mean? Like she's going to yeah. go. Th- this is a t- like her lawyer is like, please, please stop. Please yeah. stop filming. She's like, I need the money is basically what she's saying. She's probably going to I bet she even demanded more money. I bet I'm she's sure like, she I'm sure she did. Right. 
which it's they probably feel weird giving her a paycheck since the government is about to like garnish all of her wages because they're going to find that she's been absolutely scamming people. So Bravo maybe is like, sure, we will donate to this fund. (laughs) (laughs) We'll pay your restitution, which is what they're doing. They're like, this check will eventually go to the victims where that works for us. That's totally fine. Um, Really quick. Mm-hmm. We're going to wrap up uh, Salt Lake City and just really quick, just touch on Miami, because I do yeah. want to get more of your thoughts on Jersey before I let you go. Okay. Um, how did you like the finale of Miami? It was very moving. Like, I wasn't expecting. I mean, well, obviously, there was a sad turn of events with the passing of Alexia's mom. But like Miami is one of those franchises and I'm getting like chills. There's a lot of culture there. It's kind of like Jersey. Like I'm Italian. I relate to the Italian culture. Miami is heavily Cuban. So so to see their um, their memorial and their traditions around family and how much they place on that, it tugged at my heart a lot. Totally. it was sad to see the finale have to take a turn for this reason, but it was also very beautiful to see how they were all there for one another. Um, and especially Marisol having lost Mama Elsa. Yes. Um, and now to watch Alexia go through this again. It, it was it was beautiful. Beautiful. It was. Yeah. And like Alexia probably doesn't want to be such an interesting subject matter because yeah. it would make her life a whole lot more peaceful. Yeah. But the fact that her life is just like that is why she should have been on our TV screens this whole time. Yeah. I don't know how you feel about Alexia, but I. I love her just following her individual storyline. When I see her communicate with some of the other ladies, I get pissed off at her. Like when she starts problems and stirs up shit, like I'm not a fan of her, but her individual, her storyline, her sons, like I love her. I actually, I get what you're saying because she's, do you not, do you see the comparison? I've made this comparison before. Do you see how she reminds, does she remind you of Teresa at all? A little bit, a little bit. Yeah. Because they have a similar thing where they're like kind of not dumb, but like simple. Yes. You know? Yeah. And so sometimes when Alexia starts shit in scenes, it reminds me of the way Teresa does because it's like, you know, like, so it can it can get under my skin, too. But then I'm like, okay, I get this is also entertaining as hell. So Mm -hmm. um, I get what you're saying, though, because she's it's like um, it's like an ignorance. Not that that's not the right word, but it's it's like a like turning a I don't want to say turning a blind eye but like like with her with her son Peter like it has that it gives me it gives me that energy of when she would talk to Joe when Teresa would talk to Joe and Joe would just be mean and she'd be like okay and like it like let it go Mm -hmm. and just like Alexia does that with Peter they just very much kind of remind me of the same person which means they're vital to the cast because Teresa's vital to the cast It's a very old school, like it definitely with Teresa is an old school Italian way of being. And I'm wondering like if that's similar in the Cuban culture. It's exact. It's like parallels like that. Like she's just very Cuban and Teresa's very Italian. It's like old school. Yeah. I mean, Alexia was dating and married to and had children with a known drug uh, drug dealer. Mm -hmm. Like huge. Mm -hmm. Like that's you know what I mean? That is just like out of a movie. And so. She, they're not going to necessarily she's not going to necessarily be the most level headed of right. the bunch because that's what makes her entertaining. But I can see how that can like get under the skin yes. of you. Mm-hmm. Um, where did you stand on the Adriana Larsa battle? Uh, I can't stand Adriana. Like, I just don't. I She's my least favorite housewife ever. Um, oh, OK. Interesting. That's funny. 
I yeah, get it. I just, she's grating when she comes. She's like, she just comes on. And instead of like, you know, when there's a good, like the secret to a good conflict is to let it build. Like you're fighting with someone, try to start off and, and fix it. And then like a jab here, a jab there. Then it built like Adriana just comes on. And it's like, I saw Kanye West dick. And it's like, you just blew your load on everyone. And like, start, and like, come on. I can't stand her. She so, really, and I was expecting like, to hate Larsa. And too. I actually enjoyed Larsa. Me too. Same. I think I everyone really kind of, not, not everyone, but a lot of people agree. Like I did not expect to enjoy her really one bit. But yeah, she and because she didn't really give us a ton. She couldn't talk about mm-hmm. the divorce much because of Scotty and like had to take a few things off camera um, that I would have mm-hmm. we would have liked to see more of. But in that fight with with Adriana, Adriana just got so bothered. She was. Oh, my so God. I know. Bothered. Like she and she just was starting to like foam at the mouth almost the next morning. It was it was a. Uh, I kind of had to go team Larsa on that one because it was like Larsa was able to maintain and and Adriana just went to some ugly places and was like, you think you're better than us? I'm like, no, I feel like you are literally projecting. I think you are just you feel inferior or something. And that's why you're, you're yeah. freaking out like this. So, yeah, also- Larsa won that for me, too. Not to be rude, but her style, like she needs a stylist like ASAP, Adriana. Oh, my God. And that God. is what Larsa said. <laughs> Larsa yeah. said that. Yeah, I it was I didn't I don't think really anyone expected Larsa to come through like she did, even with Julia. Like when Julia, I, I kind of understood what Julia was saying, but it, Julia to me can be kind of a weak housewife. I um, agree. I so agree. I, I get her. I get what she's doing, but I'm like, you're just not very. And so she had no idea that Larsa was going to get like that with her and just didn't really she just let it go. Like Julia just completely let it go. A follower, a follower commented and said, I love how Larsa just never addressed that. She said the whole out of wedlock thing. She just never, never, never. Not one time. She never once said it. And I was like, wow, brilliant. She just got right out of that. But um, but yeah, no, Adriana was just very thirsty. but next in line for the thirsty award would be Marisol and her tumblers. I I get doing I it once in a Marisol. while, but like she's made it her whole personality. Like yeah. she does every inter- every interview, she's doing this thing where she's oh like, "Oh my god, god it's mouth. so annoying!" I'm like you can't. Make I feel that like all Marisol knows she's the heart of Miami. Like obviously, when we think of Miami, we think of Marisol. We don't want to, but we do. She knows it. Like she's kind of become the Heather Dubrow of Miami, and I don't enjoy Heather Dubrow. So therefore, by the transient property or whatever, I do not enjoy. <laughs> Marisol, the communicative property of housewives, whatever. <laughs> that sounded right. I liked that. Okay, cool. We're going to go with that. That sounded right. <laughs> Use that in my, in my everyday vernacular now. I love the it. transient property. Therefore, hence too, I didn't like it. There we go. I love that. <laughs> Um, all right, let me wrap that up because I just really my queen of Jersey, you are. I want to get your thoughts on Jersey. Um, okay, overall, where are you standing in the Marge Gen of it all? Okay, here is my opinion, and I know it might not be popular. Jen 
for saying shit about Marge, that was not okay. I do not condone that. You shouldn't speak on other people's marriages. However, two wrongs do not make a right, especially when there are children involved. So now Marge opening her mouth about an affair that nobody knew about has now permanently changed Jen's children's minds about their father. And that cannot be undone. So therefore, Marge is in the wrong. Okay. I love it. I really yeah. love, I love when people have a strong opinion on Jersey. Cause I have been having such a hard time forming mine yes. because like you said, Jen was also wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, last season at the reunion, I was fully team Jen though, because I think Marge doesn't take any accountability for the stuff she says or yes. does. Like she's savage. Marge is savage mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. snarky in her confessionals and in person, she goes very low yes. and never, mm-hmm. ever addresses it. It's like, everyone else is doing something to her, but I'm like, okay, but you have to realize that you came in guns blazing. Someone's going to come back and and retaliate. Um, And so that drives me crazy with Marge. However, when the affair came out, I was like, Ooh, Jen, you had to have known this was coming. You had to have seen this coming. I really, but my theory and I must stand by it. I think Jen truly has stayed so sheltered like her life really is her children and her husband. Yeah. It's not like she you don't see her on her Instagram posting with a bunch of friends all the time. She's just a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I almost don't think she knew that everyone knew about the affair like they did. Like Marge is claiming Marge is like I was uh, pe- I, people told me that like the first thing they when they heard Jen was going to come on the show, they said, oh, my God, they, the affair Bill had. I don't think Jen knew that was being passed around. Hundred percent, right? I agree. With so you. I, she genuinely seemed blindsided, but the fact that when she realized what Marge was doing, she just leaned right into it. Mm-hmm. And I have watched that clip of her saying she wasn't an office manager; she was a fucking pharmaceutical rep. You fucking idiot! If you get yeah. your facts straight, that was beautiful. And she did. I went. <laughs> it was it was comedy the way she did it, but it was like because Marge looks. Marge is like okay. She like she didn't really expect it. She thought it was going to be a bit of a battle, but instead Jen leaned right into it and was like, get the facts right. okay?" Mm -hmm. and it broke my heart and probably a lot of people's hearts when it was like, oh, this was real. And the way the way Jen leaned into it and owned up to it was like, oh, my God, you could tell it hadn't really sunk in. Mm -hmm. And then when Bill was like, do you want to go the way she was just so defeated leaving that party. Yeah, it was really brutal. And the thing is that Marge hasn't shown any fucking compassion. No, even when she's like, I don't understand why you're crying. Like, fuck off. I know why she's crying. America knows why she's crying. Like, show an ounce of compassion. And even Dolores being like, I don't get it. If you say your marriage is so perfect, you know, why are you crying? I'm like, well, because she can know her marriage is great. And like talk about that, but her children are a different story. And now she's going to have to talk to them about this. Also, no offense to Dolores. Sorry to cut you off. No no offense to Dolores. I like Dolores, but she is in no position to comment on anyone else's relationships because she is not the poster child for a relationship in any sense of the word. So I think that Dolores is going to have a rough season. I guess. And I, yeah, like you can kind of see like, the cracks a little bit more. And also, did you hear that she she was talking about who she's I think it was on Watch What Happens Live, I believe, uh, talking about who she's still friends with, like from the cast. And she's mm-hmm. like, Jacqueline, yeah. Carolyn, yeah. Dina, hard no. And I was like, hmm, that says something to me. 
It's interesting. Because when we all found out that Caroline supported her brother-in-law. Yeah. We were mad. For the listeners who don't know, mm-hmm. this was like a decade in the making. We had no idea that Dina was tight-lipped this whole time about what went on. And her ex-husband slash uh, Caroline's brother-in-law yes. hired someone to attack her current boyfriend and her in yeah. their home mob style like fucking yes. mob style beat them up mm-hmm. tied them up Scary trauma fit. trauma uh and that was a while ago it was years ago now but as we know the just the legal system takes forever for you know things to happen so years yes. go by they finally have a case against him and caroline wrote like a like a what is it like the letter of, um as a letter of character character yeah one of those like, yeah yeah so say that this guy's a great guy supports him it's like that was your sister Mm, like your blood sister i mean it really shot like it was the retroactive apologies we like i felt like i want not even apologize i was i've always liked dina dina Mm. herself admits she's like i don't like this show like i don't like doing reality tv it's just like too she's like too level-headed and healthy Mm -hmm. mentally you have to be fucked up to do reality tv Woo! you do you do (laughs) like you have to be well your life is going to be put out there you're going to get so much attention for the wrong reasons like you have to really be up for it Mm-hmm. So I we just I could not believe because even Teresa had been saying for years, like, you don't even talk to your own sister. And I would be like, Teresa, that's too low. They have just mm-hmm. simply had a fight. They're just simply not getting along. Families are difficult. Now I know. Now it's like, ooh, OK. Yeah. And like and because like it was the mob. So like Teresa couldn't outwardly say. Yeah. Anything. She's like, I literally we can't watching the clip in season one. At that mm-hmm. reunion of Andy being like, why is there all these affiliations with the mob? And yes. Caroline goes on the rant, the monologue about why it's the insulting. Coming down. Yeah, it is insulting that anyone would ever say that. And then we're like, bitch, you have been in the mob this whole time. Mm-hmm. OK, it's it's yeah, it's very interesting, obviously, like being from Jersey and like seeing all this come out and like. You know, it's just, it feels like home in a way. It's terrible to say. (laughs) No, this is why I'm like, you're my Jersey queen. You can actually, because I think what makes Jersey so great for me is it's like watching movie characters as opposed to watching Beverly Hills, which feels more me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like these people are really these people, but they are like a character in Casino. And it's funny because I tell people all the time. So I was born and raised in Staten Island, New York, and then we moved to New Jersey. And even living in Staten Island, like when I originally started watching The Housewives, I always gravitated towards Jersey more, not New York City, because New York City is like old money, proper, you know, and Jersey is really like it feels like my family with the Italian values. So I think just like you said, they are characters of themselves, but like, this is just my way of life. Like now living in Los Angeles, like I could walk into a room and people are like, what part of Jersey are you from? You know? Yeah. So when you say you're Italian, you're used to like a big family dinner for Christmas, like all that stuff you connect with. Christmas Eve, like watching all their episodes and the seven fishes, like it's a thing. We go to my cousin's house on Staten Island um, every year, except the pandemic, obviously. Huge year, like we all drink. I don't eat any of the fish because I'm a vegetarian, but I still very much appreciate the prep that goes in. It's like 
an all week prep thing. You got to wow. go to Costco, get the crab legs, like <laughs> go wow. to the fish market. Yeah. It's, it's a big deal. Oh, see, that's so great though. Having that type of upbringing, like having that yeah. like, deep, deep, deep culture. I love that. Yeah. Um, where are you landing on uh, Melissa Gorga? <laughs> sorry. I laugh. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Clearly I land somewhere. Um, sorry. Where do you land on Melissa Gorga? <laughs> Um, okay. Here is the thing. Her first season, I did not like her like at all. I didn't at like all. her and Joe. I saw right through them. I feel like everyone was team Melissa when she first signed on. And I was like, wait, wait, wait a second. You're, you mean to tell me that someone who was crashing on her sister's livelihood and trying to paint her out to be the bad guy and you're supporting her again, not that Teresa is perfect. However, it goes back to the all simple mindedness of it all, like you said, like Teresa, just the arguments she starts, they're not really deep, shallow, like ammunition filled arguments. Melissa and Joe really were on there to take their sister and sister-in-law down respectfully or respectfully. Well, not respectfully, disrespectfully. <laughs> like, like that was just the heart, like at their core, like that's what they wanted to do. Like they, they didn't care about the family ties. They wanted to, to take them, take her down the first second they got where meanwhile, like Teresa and Joe, like it's a comedy thing. Remember the, the Christmas episode where they're going to, um, Teresa and Joe are late. They're going to Melissa and Joe's house. And Joe's like, someone comes up to me. This is what I'm going to do to them. And like kicks a punching bag. You can't take that shit seriously. You know what I mean? So that's why I side with Teresa and all this. I get it. Cause I like Teresa is too simple minded to have properly articulated that yes. the reason she's upset is because she knew this family drama existed and never yes. wanted it to be aired on the show. And so them coming on innocently, like they just wanted to be on the show, too. It's like your sister is literally a cast member and yes. you vied for a position on the show knowing you were going to be feuding. And your whole mission was to show how bad Teresa was. See, yes. see how bad Teresa is. See how she treats us. Like, wasn't didn't Melissa reach out to Danielle, too? Yeah. 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 So that right there says it all. And Melissa, like after the whole, because it was like a civil war for so many seasons between them and it was exhausting. Like I can never mm -hmm. go back to that place. Please. Jesus. Like, yeah. no, <laughs> because it like, as soon as they start to fight, I'm like, no, no, no. Yeah. God, I can't. I just can't. I can't like, cause there's no winning. Cause like both sides are like too dumb. Yes. Like Joe's too dumb to articulate it right. Teresa's too dumb to articulate it right. So it's like we just go, we just continuously clash. So no mm -hmm. more of that, please. This like peace is good. However, as soon as that peace occurred, what Melissa had nothing. Yes, I agree. The one thing I do respect about Melissa is that she is smarter than her husband and her sister-in-law. So when there is a feud that's just purely Teresa and Joe, Melissa kind of steps up as the peacemaker. And I do respect that about her. I have You're to give right. it to her there. I liked her with the Gia Joe fight too. Yes. I thought she did a great job of just going between the two of them, but not like interjecting too much and being rude to either party. But like, like when she says to Joe, look, that's what she believes about her, about her dad. Let her mm -hmm. believe it. Yeah. The way she said that, like, let her believe it was like, yeah, let her believe it. Like, you don't lose anything, Joe Gorga. Mm -hmm. um, I like I just don't necessarily maybe I don't want Melissa to go. No, I think I would like Melissa to go. It might be her time. It might be, it might because, be her time. 
Because at this point now, she really is just like posing for camera. Like she's very aware the cameras are there and she's always like kind of fixing her hair, kind of like always mm-hmm. checking herself out in a mirror and not really giving like literally every scene that she contributes to. It's her walking up being like, what's going on, guys? Hey, you want to yeah. go? To a, we're going to do something at the, the Jersey Shore. And we're like, that's what you contributed to this. Like you're not even trying to get into the drama. She has the easiest job on Bravo at this point. Yeah, I think if they were to do spinoffs, and I actually spoke about this with Donnie and Quinn, like there should be a a show, right, where we take some misplaced housewives and highlight what they're good at, right? So for example, um, with, oh, who did I say this? Tiffany Moon, Dallas is no longer a thing, right? It would be cool because she's stylish to see her go and style someone. Like that can be one episode. And Melissa maybe host event planning, hosting something, which Tom Sandoval would also be great at too. Tom would be good at that. Yeah. Oh, so like give them like a, okay. Like every episode highlights a different Bravo celebrity and we see them doing a different thing that they're good at. Okay. Okay. I'm into that. I normally don't like when they, when they give them anything to like act in like any commercial that they do like Melissa and Joe. Oh my God. Melissa, Melissa and Sierra did one. Did you see this? Yes, I saw that the workout, like the Fabletic or whatever it was. It was was terrifying. It was for Marshall's. That was it. Yeah. And Sierra is horrible. And like the direction was bad. It wasn't even their fault. Really. It was like, Sierra, you're going to be inexplicably like working out. And Melissa, you're going to be standing in the living room, looking at her in full, like not workout clothes. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is just bad. I get really bad. nervous. Like I even get nervous when Andy does stuff. Like when Andy tries to like do bits. Yeah. Andy, Andy's horrible at it too. I'm like, stick to the reality and to the guys. Like, well, yeah. You know, like having the background in advertising that I do, it's totally like a client being like, this is what we want. We want this talent and this talent. And literally like there's an email, like there's going to be a shoot this week and you're part of it. And the real victims are the housewives of Bravo celebrities. What would um, Teresa do? Cook? Teresa would cook, yeah, right? Teresa would do, yeah. Teresa would be cooking for sure. I love when she cooked on uh, Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes. I love that moment, like seeing her walk in the kitchen because she's so like she really, truly does love. She thrives. She does. She is the hallmark of a good Italian woman. Listen, when I moved to Los Angeles, a little bit of a tangent here, I really thought I was like, I'm going to starve. I don't know how to cook. My mother cooked for me all my life. I'd come home from work. Dinner would be on the table. When I moved, switch flipped. Like, I don't even need a recipe with certain things. I'm just throwing things together. Like, it's the hallmark of a good Italian woman. You are just like born with the gene to cook. And she is like a top, I would maybe put her up there with my mother is the best cook in the world. I would put Teresa. I haven't tasted any of her food, but I can tell she's a step below my mom. Got to keep my mom at the number one spot. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise she'll disown you. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. So wait, what's your favorite thing to cook? Um, I love any kind of pasta, like obviously like making the sauce is a very big deal. Um, but yeah, any kind of pasta or a pizza. Cause obviously in LA, like you can't find good New York, New Jersey pizza. So I go to Italy Ooh. in century city and I go make a day out of it. I get my dough, I get my mozzarella, I get the stuff to make the, like the tomato to make the pasta sauce with go home, make the sauce, roll out the dough and you have a nice pizza. That sounded, my mouth just watered. Oh, I love that. Fun day. Um, yeah. If you're making <laughs> that kind of a pizza, fuck. Yes, I will. Oh my yeah. God. That sounds so good. Yeah. I like when it comes to cooking, I, um, I can do it. I just hate it. 
Okay. That's fair. Yeah. Like I can. And I actually just recently made something. I was like, oh my God, these are amazing. I'm going to make this all the time, but it's like a 50, 50 shot that when I'm in that kitchen, a disaster will occur. Like I just like, it just, I don't, it's not my happy place period. End of story. Yeah. And I'll do like a thing. I finally started embracing it. So I do a thing where like for two straight weeks, I just don't bother going. I get like some basic essentials at the grocery store and I just do, and I just door dash everything. I'm like, "Hmm, what's for dinner. Okay. And I just like, it's like living my best life really, to be honest, like finally embracing that. I don't like to, I don't like to cook was the best thing I could have done for myself. I feel like when I'm done working, I don't feel like that's when I don't love cooking, but if there's a weekend, so like the pandemic, for example, I would do top as night with myself Ooh. on a Saturday, go get like alcohol, drink while I'm cooking. I would make fried goat cheese balls. I would make a big Caesar salad to start, bruschetta. Um, and then I would have the pizza and like make small slight, like literally, and it would be like oh a day God. thing. And I would just be in my like two by four kitchen with no counter space, like cooking the whole time that, that so I good. enjoy. Yeah. The goat cheese balls. Of course, that's like a nice throwback to VPR. Have you ever had yeah. Sir's goat cheese balls? I have. So here was the thing. I, tried, <laughs> I wanted to make, they, they posted their recipe during the pandemic. However, there were all these bullshit ingredients that I, I'm never going to, if I buy it, I'm never going to use it again. Um, like just super specific, like turmeric this. And like, well, I'm like, I'm never going to use this again. So what I did was I just took their prep instructions and I made the goat cheese balls with the Jebbia family breadcrumbs. Mm. So like my mom's recipe for her breadcrumbs, like <laughs> put it with the goat cheese balls and they were delicious. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds real good. I really think that bread and goat cheese, I mean, it's really hard to fuck that up. Like yep. a plus combo, like, a plus combo deep fry it, baby. Yeah. We love to see it. Um, okay. Now final question for Jersey. Okay. The Teresa and Louie of it all. Is she right to be this defensive of Louie? Um, do we, I, do we want to hear more from Louie? What do you think about it? I mean, I would like to hear his side of things just for the sake of knowing all uh, parts of the story and being a nosy bitch. But, um, I think that Teresa, she very much has that old school Italian mentality that she's going to stand by her man. I think that she was right in defending him when Marge brought it up in her home. Like, what are you doing? That's that's someone's home. Like, don't do that. Um, in the same respect that Teresa was wrong to bring up the Evan rumors at his own <laughs> party. Like, I'm not going to be like one was right and one was wrong. They were both wrong. Yeah. I would love to see this work out for Teresa. There's nothing more that I want for her than to ride off in the sunset and be happy with someone. So I'm really hoping he's a good guy deep down. I just don't know with all the evidence that's out there, like it's time for him to speak his truth. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Um, I, I think her defensiveness of him, like in the scene, did you see the preview for next week where they're, mm-hmm. they're fighting yeah. margin? He keeps wanting to talk and Teresa keeps cutting him off and I'm like, let him talk. I need yeah. to hear what he has to say. Um, there've been a few dives on, on Louie. And I actually have come away from them thinking that his ex, the one who like ran the ran 400 miles or whatever she did is um, she's actually not the most stable human being. Well, yeah. Isn't she dating David now? Different person. Okay. 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 She is the one I'm thinking of is blonde and she, Okay, so insider T, she yes. w- would be going into those, you know, clubhouse, like there's different Bravo chat rooms yeah, in yeah, clubhouse. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. She would go in and talk about how she really wants to be on the show. Um, and 
and and like kind of just being like I can't even exactly pinpoint the wild thing she was saying, but like anyone who was in Clubhouse when she came into Clubhouse was like, "Fuck, this lady is not great." Yeah. Um. Then I think it was Bravo Bravo Ducking Bravo did a dive where she was uncovering like all of the documents that were being passed around during the fight between Louis and this woman because she was like demanding certain things and there were like mm-hmm. text messages being used in court. Um, and she just seemed like a very overbearing person. And I actually came out of that dive being like, wait, maybe Louis is misunderstood. Um, however, the love bombing is undeniable that he's oh, been doing sure. with Teresa. It's like it, it, it reads is inauthentic. Mm-hmm. And Teresa is such an easy mark. Because she's been deprived of love and affection for so long in her marriage, yeah. even that to have a man that wants to just shower her with love would be a real easy. She's just an easy target for this. Yeah, you're right. And a couple different, I think two exes have said that he's a sex addict. That works for Teresa because she's like, I need it. I need it all yeah. day, every day. Um, but I, we all want it to work out. Here's my biggest fear. When he doesn't want a prenup, that makes me worried because because here's the thing. He knows we're all worried. Us as a she's ours like she's our like like Jersey mama. Mm -hmm. He knows we want her to get a prenup. I wish he would just say I'm I'm doing it to kind of ease everyone's fears. I'm not here for her money. I don't need any of her money. I want a prenup just to show everyone that I don't want anything but her love. Yes. But instead, the way he was like sitting in the audience of Watch What Happens Live being like, I don't know if you don't want one. I don't want one. I was like, you should want one, yeah, buddy. You I should want you. one just to an act of good faith. Yeah. And like, here's the thing about prenups. It, the best case scenario, they don't go into effect. Right. So what's the big deal? And I was very panicked when Gia was like, I don't want a prenup. I'm like, you're you need to stay in law school. <laughs> like you, you don't even go here. <laughs> you don't even go here. <laughs> you don't go here. I was like, I think all of us were like, oh, no, Gia thinks they shouldn't get a prenup. Oh, no, this isn't yeah. good. Yeah. So that is where I get like, I'm still so on the fence with him because um, I get why Teresa is so scared to have anything come out because she knows how this works. She knows that they will use things and twist things and they live forever and you can't unsay them and right. all that stuff. However, we, we are worried about you, Teresa, and you are not the best judge of character. Yeah. And he's, I can say this cause I'm from New Jersey. He is a guy from Jersey, presumably North Jersey. They're not the, not that they're not the worst people. They're the worst people, but like, they're not the best sometimes. You know, so get the damn prenup. And, you know, like, you know, his whole like self-helpy stuff. Yeah. Sometimes that can be toxic. I agree. You know what I mean? Too much of it. Like I'm in therapy. I do all the things. I have morning manifestations and mantras and stuff like that. But when everything is a self-help quote. Yeah, there's like toxic wellness and that's what it is. And granted, he did give them a great moment as a family. Like I was like, they don't want to do this. Stop doing it. But it worked and it was Mm -hmm. effective. Um, But I'm like, if he does this all the time, I've just known I've known people like the craziest people I've ever worked with were the ones that have like inspirational quotes a day. You know know what what I mean? mean? 
like the I know exactly what you mean who say things like I'm just trying to get the negative toxic energy out of my life and I'm like that usually means you're the negative toxic energy in your life yeah or people who are like listen I know there's like change your thoughts change your results but the key to that is letting yourself sit in your feelings the people who are immediately like well if you just change your mindset like no first you gotta sit with it and then when you're ready to come out of it that's where the change happens I also wonder like how does it work for Teresa who is notoriously not good at self-reflection we saw that on camera yeah. we Opposite saw her like, try to pick a fight with melissa too like melissa's mm-hmm. like i would like to work on seeing you guys more Teresa's like oh well then you should have invited me over to your house and it's like Teresa, no 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 <laughs> and melissa just let it go melissa's like we're not even gonna go there she's so used to just like just yes. deflecting it she's like nope before you go down a hole but i'm like louis i wonder how louis feels about that when he tries to get like deep and she's like what? That's why we, I feel like we do need to see more of him, right? Like, just to get fully get to know him right now. We just see him at face value. They already like, bought a house together. Yeah. The, which is also very sus. I don't love that. Don't love for, it. I was in a relationship for five and a half years and I would not move in with a guy, which is a different <laughs> conversation to be had. But part of it was because I didn't want our names tied to anything legally. And that's five and a half years. Like, yes. Like, you you already bought a home? Yeah. So, don't want a prenup? Yeah. We got, we got some, we have some things to be keeping an eye on. What's up, sis? We need to talk. Like. We need to talk, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> We're all a little concerned. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap us up. Thank you so much for being here and to oh chat God, with thank me. Thank you for having Please. me. Yeah. Oh, this is the first of many. Um, yes. Tell the people where to find you. Okay. So on TikTok and Instagram at Diana Jebbia, G-E-B-B-I-A. Um, and then Jebbia. Jebbia. Yes. Jebbia. You got it. You're so good. Um, and then you can listen to me um at the Believe in Bravo Besties podcast. Believe is spelled B-L-E-A-V. That's the network. So yeah. Okay, girl. All yeah. right. Well, till next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you wouldn't mind, could you do a little rate and review? Maybe even subscribe? All of the above? If not, hey, I get it. No pressure. I'm also on Buy Me a Coffee. Buy Me a Coffee is a great way for content creators to get some monetary support from their followers. And it's just very easy. Buymeacoffee.com slash She Speaks Bravo. The link is also in my Instagram bio. And of course, if you're not already, please follow me on Instagram. I'm also on TikTok. Not going to lie. I just post the exact same stuff on both platforms. So no need to follow both. But um, love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.